Lord. Okay, hi. Good morning. Um, during praise and worship today, um, the Holy Spirit spoke to me very strongly in our worship to God, what it means to him and how it blesses him in the sense of our praising, our worship to him is like a very sweet aroma of perfume that reaches his nostrils for him to breathe in. <sighs> that he gets to breathe in that brings such joy to him, touches his heart in such a way that brings joy of t- tears to him, to hear our praises to him. And I just wanted to share that to you. That's all. Thank you. Thank you. You did it. And I wanted her to share that because that's what Joyce said, right? So it's a confirmation. All right. So Russ was making the distinction between the gift of healing and the gift of miracles. And actually, in 1 Corinthians 12, 9 and 10, there is a cluster of what is typically called um, the power dimension of the spiritual gifts, the gifts of faith, healing, and miracles. So these three gifts are gifts that involve God doing something, his power being demonstrated in very observable, visible ways. Now, other other kind of spiritual gifts, the gift of prophecy is a speaking gift. But these three, faith, healing, and miracles, are doing gifts by the power of the Holy Spirit. They're all the power of the Holy Spirit, but they have different ways of manifesting. So, Russ was talking about the gift of healing. Actually, the, the word there is gifts, plural, of healing. Is uh, The Holy Spirit gives certain areas of healing gifting, apparently, to different people at different times to be manifested for the healing of disease and sickness, etc. And he de- defined healing as recovery over time. And the implication of that statement regarding the definition of healing is that healing, generally speaking, takes some time to occur. And we should expect that. And something that we have to realize is the Bible promises us healing, but not miracles. This is important because a miracle, as Russ was speaking about it, is an instantaneous or a near instantaneous manifestation of the supernatural power of God that either reverses or somehow breaks into and vastly accelerates the natural condition that would happen. Uh, It's the imposition of a supernatural agency into the natural that brings a transformation that, that is very visible. The word miracle means that which is wondrous or astounding. So that's what it is. So, And usually there's a temporal element. That is to say it occurs in a moment of time or, or a couple of moments of time. Okay, That's important because, again, many of us, when we think of healing, think of miracles. But you've got to get to distinction clearly in your mind because God has promised healing for us, but he hasn't promised miracles. So if you don't get healed instantly, it doesn't mean that you're not going to get healed because God keeps his promises and heals his people. And that's recovery over time. Now, I want to, when I teach on this out in other churches, I, I, I pull out little teaching aids. Do you guys know what this is? Ah, it's hard to hold. Ah. Do you guys know what it is? It's a battery charger. You understand how it works? 
you hook it into a, an electrical source, right? Then you take these two little things here. I'm going to find an electrical source and plug this in. And then, Jonathan, would you come forward? I'm going to hook these to your ears. So. Brings back childhood memories. <laughs> you promised you'd never talk about that in the church. So when we hook the battery charger up to a weak or dead battery in a car, is there an instantaneous roaring of that battery to life? No. It takes hours for the battery to charge up. This is an analogy to healing. Healing is recovery over time. And there is the inflow of Holy Spirit power on a temporal basis through multiple applications usually of healing power uh, that can be either in the form of an initial um, receiving different different, um, frameworks of healing see this in different ways. It could be an initial receiving of healing and then a thanking of the Lord for the healing that is continuing to happen in one's body. That's one way to do it. Uh, Another camp in the healing movement sees it a little bit differently. You receive an initial uh, measure of God's healing power in your body, and then maybe a day later, somebody else lays hands on you, and you receive a, a, a fresh measure flowing in, and then another measure through a prayer group as you're prayed for. But the idea is that there is a trickling in of healing until eventually the power of God's virtue... God's healing electricity, so to speak, builds up to such a point that it defeats the disease. All right? How many of you know what this is? Jumper cables. So you hook one end to a car battery that's weak or dead, the other end to a car battery that is alive and powerful, and you turn the car on, both cars on, and no, you can't turn the other car on. You turn one car on, and then what happens? Broom! Hopefully. In a moment of time, or in a couple of moments, maybe 10 seconds, 15 seconds, boom! It roars to life. Why? Because the measure of electricity that is flowing from one electrical source into the other electrical receptacle area is much greater than what flows in here. All right? It's a boom. Now, most of us think of healing as that boom. And that's great when it happens, isn't it? <laughs> we love that. We, we have miracles that happen in our midst, but I want to make that distinction clear. Both or the Holy Spirit in operation. The result, recovery of function, is the same. Don't be deceived that it may take a little longer when a healing manifestation is, uh, is in operation than when a miracle manifestation is in operation, okay? So we've had two testimonies, and Sharon gave the first one, and she had an experience of a miraculous outflow of the power of God that healed her body. How many of you know that Sharon 
was healed in this way. How many of you know that? Some, okay. Many of you do and many of you do not. So this will be new news to you. And you're going to see an operation of God's miracle power into the body of Sharon Trainer. So we're going to start with a CD, hopefully. Yeah? And then after that, Sharon is going to stand up here and she's going to answer any questions that we might have and that will finish our time together. Let me move this out of the way here. Jonathan, that was a, a great joke about bringing back bad memories. <laughs> it was really good. Not true. Definitely a joke. Not, not true, you said? Not true? Not true. Definitely a joke. Okay, that's good to hear. All right, let's see this, guys. When Sharon Trainer was diagnosed with a crippling nerve disease, her doctors recommended a heavy dose of painkillers and a risky operation. Two surgeries later, Sharon was confined to a wheelchair, and doctors gave her no hope of recovery. 700 but Club. But God was about to give her a miracle. It consumed me. The pain was so bad. It was just living hour to hour, and could I... Will I wake up tomorrow? Sharon Trainer first thought that she had sprained her foot while exercising. But when the pain increased and her foot turned purple and cold, Sharon realized that this was more than a minor sports injury. Her fiancé, John, did all that he could to help. John would have to create a tent effect in the bed because I couldn't have anything touch my feet, you know, without causing just horrendous pain. You had to wear knee pads to crawl around the house. Um, because you couldn't stand on your feet. Sharon's intense foot pain was a mystery to her doctors. Sometimes her foot would hurt so badly that she had to have emergency morphine drips just to manage the pain. When a vascular surgeon saw John waiting for Sharon during her treatment, he suggested a way to diagnose the problem. He said, if I give her a nerve block in her spine and that foot returns to normal and the pain goes away when I block those certain nerves... I can diagnose it as RSD, and then I have three treatments. I can do steroids, nerve blocks, and finally we would do a sympathectomy where we go into the spine and cut the nerves. Sharon opted for the nerve surgery to cure the disease, reflex sympathetic dystrophy syndrome, also known as RSD. And uh, he came out to me after the operation and said, John, as soon as I cut him, it was done. He said the foot returned to normal colors, everything he said. And I said, well, we have to deal with it again. He said, you won't have to deal with it again. John and Sharon married and started a life together, along with Sharon's three children from a previous marriage. But it was only a few years later that the same old symptoms appeared again, this time in the other foot. Eventually, Sharon underwent another sympathectomy. She was pain-free for another three years until... Came back in both feet then. Then we were... Then she was completely disabled where she couldn't walk. Or work. Mm. Or be a wife to John or a mother to my kids. Then we started to discover that this had no cure. Sharon had to use a wheelchair or walker just to get around. The medications would dull the pain, but were taking a heavy toll on Sharon's body. She was admitted to the hospital because of a stroke brought on by toxicity from all of the medication. Although she wasn't a Christian, Sharon's thoughts turned to God. I just said, God, what can I learn from this? And he filled me with a joy that I had never experienced before. Mm. This overwhelming joy and a knowledge that I would be the vessel by which my family would come to know the Lord. And I didn't know the Lord, but I knew 
that it would be, because he said so. And I had kind of become an atheist, and then seeing my wife, who I felt was a good person, a gentle person, go through this, me suffer like that? Maybe, but there was a God. Why would he ever allow my wife, with who she is, to suffer the way she was? Sharon's lifelong friend, Jane, who is a Christian, told Sharon that she needed to attend healing services at Jane's church, Harvest Rock. Oh, I was willing to go. And we went to a couple services, and nothing had happened. And uh, Except scaring me away. All of a sudden, people hugging me, calling me brother, and raising their hands in the air. But they did go back to a Christmas service. And they gave an invitation and asked if anyone wanted to receive Jesus into their hearts that, to come up. And I never heard that before. And I was like, what? You can ask them? into your heart, and I wanted to do that, so I went up. During a visit to the trainer's home, the pastor of the church asked if he could pray for John. Prayed a simple prayer, he just prayed blessing, and uh, that God would reveal himself to me. And I said, that was great, and they left. And I'm telling you, ever since that prayer, I couldn't get God out of my mind. The trainers went back to the church for a healing service. Pastor Che An was the guest speaker. Then. He gave an invitation and asked if there was anybody who wanted to receive Jesus and, or if you wanted to renew your commitment. And I thought, oh, I'll do that again because that was awesome last month. So I went up and when I got to the front, I was shocked to see my husband standing next to me. Mm. I just knew that this was a time there was like the finger of God on my heart. After the service, Pastor Ahn called people forward for additional prayer. John and Sharon went to the front of the line. He prayed for me, and he, he stopped praying, and he said, there's a resistance. He asked me if I had unworthiness, guilt, or shame. And I mean, I thought, that's my mark. You know, that's what I was... Uh, made from. Sharon had been a victim of childhood sexual abuse by a family member. It started when she was only four years old. I lived in just complete fear. I didn't sleep at night as a little girl because I was afraid of my bedroom door opening. And when it did, sometimes I would hide my baby sister. So I didn't, I just thought I was a body and with no worth. And because of her shame, Sharon believed that in some way her physical pain was a just punishment. I had no other explanation except that I must, you know, just, I must have deserved this. Sharon told Pastor Che on about her past. And he said, okay, so he just rebuked them and continued to pray for me. And then, then it happened. Then, one minute I'm standing with my eyes closed in front of him, and then the next thing I know, I felt like he had blown me backwards. He said, your faith has healed you. And he said, how do you feel? And, and my wife said, scared. Yeah, I was scared. I didn't well, understand what just happened. Know. My whole body starts shaking. And I'm like, what is going on? And then I felt this 
for lack of, I don't know how else to express it, but this heat just run up my spine. And when it did, I realized that I didn't have any more pain. Sharon and her doctors say that she's completely free of RSD. She now does all of the things that were once impossible because of the pain. Sharon and John have also seen God keep his word in another very special way. All three of their children are now Christians. And as for Sharon's emotional pain... It began to penetrate that I had been healed in, in, inside, too. I just felt loved, mm. and I never felt that before completely. And that was the biggest change in me, was the realization that God wanted to have a personal relationship with me, wanted to dwell with me, dwell with my family, and bless us. And uh, it wasn't a God that you knew in your head, it was a God who wanted to be with you personally. And I felt there is a God who mm. is alive. He's not up there in a cloud or... He's, he loves us. And he loves you too. No, he's not off somewhere up on a cloud on some big throne. He's right next to you. And if you ask him, he'll come inside of you and talk with you and love you and heal you. The root cause of all sickness, all disease, all trouble, all pain is our separation from God. That's the root cause of it. And when we receive Jesus into our innermost being, that root cause is taken away. When you receive Christ, you receive the healer. For that's who he is. It's part of his nature. And not only will he heal your physical disease, he'll heal your emotional problem. He'll heal that pain. Even that pain that you've covered up from childhood that you haven't let anybody know, he can heal that too. He can take away all your guilt, all your shame, all your sense that you're not worthy, Jesus makes us worthy. His love makes us worthy. If this is for you, if this is what you want, just open up your heart to him right now. He's not far from you. The Bible says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone open the door, I'll come in. And then he promises that he'll sup with us. He'll the, the relationship, the communion will be so close. He'll be a friend to you. He'll be a protector for you. And he'll heal whatever is wrong with you. But it starts with you. It starts with you saying yes. It starts with you opening that door and saying, Jesus, come in. So today, right now, I just sense that many people, you're, you're having that knock. You're feeling that it's almost like the finger of God is on you right now and now is your chance now is your opportunity now yeah so before uh, Sharon comes up I I want to I want to talk to you after the service today if before the, we took the Lord's Supper you invited Jesus into your heart or recommitted yourself to him after being away from him, or if you responded to the word of uh, 
the Robinson, Robertson guy. What's his first name? Anybody know? Huh? Gordon. Yeah. Um, if you responded to that in your heart, just as he was speaking those words, I'd like to pray with you afterwards. So God is our Savior. He is Jehovah Rapha, which is Hebrew for doctor. So he's Jesus, the great physician as well. So uh, Sharon, come on up. And um, as you were listening to Sharon's testimony, did a question pop up or does one present itself to your mind right now that you would like to ask? And what I'll do is I'll just take the microphone to you so you can briefly ask your question, then Sharon's going to respond. Anybody got a question about that testimony? Did you believe it definitely or what wants to happen and didn't doubt it afterwards, or were you afraid it was going to go away? That's a great question. Um, so after I was healed, it actually took me three days. I came home after that service with no pain, but I didn't have the understanding because when we went to that healing service that particular day, there was no one in that church that I knew. My girlfriend, who told me to go, couldn't make it. So so when we went home, um, I was so afraid of that pain coming back that I just, I still slept in my bed, the tent, the, you know, commode next to me, that was my life. And I just stayed there afraid that if I did the wrong thing, if I even thought the wrong thing, it would flood back in. But on the third day, the Lord woke me up at 4 a.m. Four, I know, I know, but it was the third day. Anyway, <laughs> um, woke me up and said, had to tell me I was healed. <laughs> and then I got up and I jumped out of bed and I went downstairs and I started making cookies. And John got out of bed and, and he comes down. And he's like, what are you doing? Like, and I said, John, I'm healed. And <laughs> it just, you know, it took, but the other thing, to your, to your question as well, is after time, that after I was healed, um, the enemy likes to, he brought symptoms back on, but it was counterfeit symptoms. I thought they could be real, but then I realized, wait a minute, I was healed. So I said no to the symptoms and I wasn't churched or anything, but it's important that when you get that healing, you hold it and you don't let it be robbed or still stolen away from you. You know, so that, that was a great question. <laughs> Why do you have to be so far away? <laughs> was your healing confirmed by physicians? Maybe I should run. <laughs> Actually, that's another great, great point. Um, so when, for those who don't know about the 700 Club, I'm not um, up here trying to get to watch it, but what they show on their, on their um, shows, the testimonies, they had, I had to provide doctors, I had to provide evidence for them to come. And the reason they came to me was because Pastor Cheon um, was on their show, and he shared my testimony on the show. And that then they were like, oh, we got to go to her then. So 
Um, but yes, they, there had to be evidence of, and as a matter of fact, after I was healed, I waited um, three months to go back to my doctor's because I was on like a, literally a lunch bag full of medications. And I wanted to wean myself off so that when I went in to tell them I'm healed, I didn't have any medicines. Like, you know, so when I did that, three months later, um, the doctor said to me, I went in and I was like, yeah, I have to get off disability now. And he was like, what? <laughs> and, but he saw that I was different. And so I told him that Jesus has healed me. Well, he was one of these doctors that when you go in, he had a tape recorder and he'd say, I'm here with Sharon Trainer today. It's whatever date, blah, 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 click, you know. And then he would ask me a question and he would tape it. So what are you saying to me, Sharon? Click. And then, I, and then I'd be like, Jesus healed me. And so he says, Jesus healed her. Click. You know? <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> You're young. Stay there too. You want me to come here? What? I'm first. I'm first. I'm here first. I thought you guys were Christians. <laughs> How does dance fit into all this? Well, um, so the month before I was healed, my girlfriend who you saw in the video, Jane, she also invited me to one of her. Um, Christmas celebrations at her church and one of the things that I was the medi- the way I was being treated at the time was lots of medications like I said and then once a month I'd go into the hospital for a week for morphine drip um, just to help it was called pain management that's what I was offered and so when she invited us to go to this Christmas service it would be the day it happened God's timing the day after I got out of the hospital which would give me mobility with a walker for maybe up to two days sometimes three I'm not I can't remember for sure but anyway so um so I would so when I went to this Christmas service there was this dance team that came in and the dance team was called the hearts of worship team and they actually did the nativity scene through dance and I'd never seen anything like this. And it, it was like the Lord just was touching so deeply into my heart. And I was standing back there in the back with the walker. And they gave a, an invitation to come. And if you want to receive Jesus into your heart. And that's when I said on the video, I never heard that. So I, I went up. And... So, I mean, I actually just received Christ through that dance team, what, what I saw and how it moved me in my spirit, in my heart. So that was sort of, that was the month before I got healed. So, Yeah, I'm just curious. Um, I don't know if you know this or not, but how many people have been healed from hearing your testimony? Or, you know, do you have any stories about how your testimony has influenced or affected other people. 
I guess we need two hours now. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, before I answer that fully, um, when the 700 Club played the video, the, um, six, no, 800 people responded, and they got saved from, from that video. <laughs> and, and then they played it again, and 1,200 people... <laughs> Um, I mean, that is, that's, that's, that's salvation, that's healing, that's everything. Like, but, um, so since then, I can't tell you the answer is, I don't know how many people, um, have been healed, but I know that I've prayed for many people and they're usually on their deathbed. (laughs) I don't know why that is, but, and they've been healed, (laughs) um, yeah, as a matter of fact, my, I'll just quickly, my cousin, David, he's my first cousin, he um, recently, like a month ago, had had a, a brain hemorrhage. Um, what is that called? An aneurysm. <laughs> and um, anyway, so long story short, I was praying about what to do, how, to, you know, how can I help. It's um, all real Catholic family. And so they were having these prayer vigils, and praying as they worship and how they pray. And um, I, it's too far away. It was in Pennsylvania for me. I live in Maryland. I know we're here now. But anyway, um, so I just stayed home and I prayed. And my cousin Donna, who's my, we're, we're close, David's sister, was telling me day by day what's going on. So he was, um, he got in the hospital. The, while he was there, he had two more two more hemorrhages in his brain. Um, so everyone was devastated. And I was at home praying, and the Lord gave me the scripture, Acts 19, 11, and 12, which is when people would touch the um, apron or something else. I can't... The hem. Uh, yeah, of Paul's, I believe. Paul's... Jesus. Uh, it was Acts. No, it was it was Paul's. Paul's. Um. Anyway, and so I have actually, through that scripture, used cloths and prayed for people. Like prayed for the cloth with myself, and then and Jesus, and then you sent it out. Well, so I thought, oh, so that's what he wants me to do. So I went to my bag of prayer cloths and um, felt like, oh, here's something, and then I remember I had one already prayed up, so this was sort of an emergency, so <laughs> so um, I went, to, then I thought, all right, I'm going to grab one of my smaller Bibles to go into the hospital with um, at Bryn Mawr, and I was looking in my bag of Bibles, and I pulled out this little one, and I thought it was a Bible, well, here it was Jesus, um, not calling, Jesus Today, Jesus Today by Sarah Young, and it was brand new. And I was like, oh, this isn't the Bible. But I opened it up, and lo and behold, there was a prayer cloth inside. inside, And it had all the colors of the ephod from the Old Testament. It was like, I mean, I recognized it immediately. I said, oh, my gosh. So I smelled it. I was like, oh, it smells so anointed. Like, I don't know. So anyway, <laughs> so I, I took it in. And now, you know, I went in, and I explained to her. David's wife, um, Colleen, and I said, explained everything. I just told you and said, I, I 
the Lord wants me to bring this to him and pray with for him. Well, ended up going in. Um, the doctors came in. We had to leave. Couldn't do it. Then same day, though, an hour later, we went back in. with I did with, it, with her son, Alex. Anyway, so we're in this. He's in ICU. He's got tubes everywhere. There's nothing that he doesn't have a tube in. And he's semi-conscious. And so I go in, and I... I, um, this is cute. So Alex says to me, okay, he takes my hand. He goes, let's pray the Hail Mary. And I said, let's pray the Our Father. And so, so he said, okay. So, you know, we prayed together. And then I turned to him and I said, Alex, um, I, he, his mother knew what I was going to do, but he didn't. So I said, Alex, I'm going to, um, I want you to understand what I'm about to do. Explained it to him. I said, are you comfortable with that? And he said, yeah. I mean, he really was in shock. He didn't understand it. But anyway, so he said, yeah. So I put the cloth on David's head and prayed quickly. All this happened really quickly. I'm stretching all of it. But it happened fast, and I left. Um, So then my cousin Donna calls me up the next day and says, I had 23 texts today. And the 23rd one, Sharon, and she's so excited. She can't even believe it. She's like, the 23rd one said that David's going to make a full recovery. And <laughs> so, so, um, so he is actually in Bryn Mawr rehab now, and he's walking, he's eating. He's, you know, it's amazing. It's, uh, <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's All right. All right. Come on up. One more. Thanks for sharing all that. Um, and I've, I've met you before and talked to you and heard some stories. But uh, maybe share, because I think this is important, because the host was saying this too. When you <clears throat> feel God prompting you or talking to you, what does it feel like? Because a lot of it's answering or responding to that call. So maybe share, because I know, I think Russ shared that you were healed another time from, that, from meningitis, which is, I mean, you're obviously hearing God and responding. So maybe just share a little bit what that's like. Well, to touch on the meningitis one, um, that one, you know, the doc, it wasn't, it was viral. It wasn't the other one. So, but anyway, I, I was at the hospital and when you have viral meningitis lights, you're super sensitive, heightened sensitivity. And um, there's a lot of pain in my, it was in the back of my head and my neck. So when I came, the doctors just send you home because it's just like a, you got to wait it out kind of thing. There's not much they can do for you. So I went home, got in bed, and everything dark kept all the everything was lights out. And um, well, I was laying in bed. John was out cutting the lawn. I remember this. So, and I felt like the Lord spoke to my spirit, but not. I didn't hear it audibly. But I felt an instruction that was get out of bed and walk. And I was like, oh. <laughs> but it, it hurts, and I don't know if I can. And, but I, I said, all right, you know what? I'm going to get out of bed. So I have a banister, kind of a pretty long banister in my living room. And I just got myself out of bed, walked over to the banister, and I just kept walking. I mean, this is probably how it really looked. 
initially. And half an hour, I walked and walked and walked. And I, I was slowly, you were saying it's a process. It was a process that I, I was just walking and I became stronger and stronger. And the first thing I noticed was, hey, the lights aren't bothering me. you know. And then I realized, oh, uh, it was all gone. Um, what was that other part, the other part of that question? Oh, okay. Well, that was one way I heard. <laughs> um, the other way, for me anyway, I sometimes have, um, I might feel in my body some some pain, like, I'll, I'll just use the common one, people, a lot of people have, but it's like suddenly I'll have this sharp knee pain, and I know, that's not mine, that's not my pain, whose is it, Lord? Like, who, what do you want, you, what do you want me to do with this? And so that's always, I'm just using that as an example, but that's a way that I know that I know God wants to do something for somebody's knee, um, the other thing I, I do, and believe me, this is no formula, but you know how when the Lord speaks to you about, like, like for example, my cousin, I, I just had such a burden. He puts this burden in me to pray, and I fast for it, for him. I don't know what the result will come from, what, what he's going to, God will do, but that's kind of my go-to when I get this burden for somebody in my heart and I just begin to fast and just say, Lord, you know what, 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 what? <laughs> and then he usually, like I said, that he, gave, he usually speaks to me through scripture. He'll give me a scripture or he'll remind me of a scripture. Like when I was healed, um, when Pastor Cheon, before he laid hands on me, he um, told, he was instructing the congregation to put your hand where you need your healing. And because he was trying to deflect everybody worshiping him and giving God the glory. Well, when I did that, nothing changed, but this was my simple prayer. God, can you help me? And later I found out that's a scripture. (laughs) It's, you know, Psalm 30 verse two. I, I cried out to the Lord, you know, and he healed me, you know. Um, so that that's that's just kind of how I hear from God. Right. You've been healed in multiple ways of multiple things by the Lord. You know, one of the powers of testimony is there's something about us hearing a testimony that then stimulates and motivates us to see it happen again. So I believe that because of this healing series and the testimonies that are going to be given, that have been given and will continue to be given on Sunday night, I believe that this church is going to see a a powerful uptick of healing. So anticipate that. Expect it. Confidently expect it, because I believe it's going to be happening. And also it occurred to me, you have given this testimony at a number of churches, right? And you're still open to do that. So if any of you guys know of, the Holy Spirit brings to mind some place where Sharon could share her testimony, give the DVD a show, and then also speak as she's done, um, talk to her. All right. All right, well, let's give a applause and hand to the Lord. Awesome.
Word of knowledge. Come on up. Uh, this is another way that the Lord indicates what he wants to heal. He'll give words of knowledge. This is a, a, a primary way that God worked through John Wimber, the founder of the vineyard. The vineyard uses this word of knowledge way to call out what God wants to do in healing. So you've got at least one, maybe more. Yeah. Um, I have the, the one during worship that I just couldn't get away. And I was like, is there more? And he's just like, but only tell me this one. Okay. So um, I feel like there's somebody who has, uh, who broke your, I'm going to say right thumb. Could be, could be the other one, but I've been wrong and they've been healed anyway. So, you know, and if it's like you're here and it's broken, you know, you're going to get it. But if it didn't reset right, you know, you're, you're still going to be healed either way. But if you have um, anything else that you need healing for, just come up and we're going to, you can have faith if you, if you have it, but we'll have it for you. And Sharon, would you pray for people in particular? Okay, so uh, the healing team come up. We're going to do it a little differently. Instead of having the three zones, we're just going to really concentrate on healing. Uh, and those of you who have not come forward for healing, maybe you've got something wrong with you that's long-term, and you're just tired, and you don't come forth for healing anymore. Maybe you've expected a miracle, but God wants to heal you through healing. So come up and get hands laid on you, and uh, be prayed for for healing, and that's the way we're going to end the service. Let's stand together. God, we thank you so much for today. We thank you, Lord, for your presence, Lord. Your presence is filled with all manner of good things, God, joy and love and healing and forgiveness and uh, peace. Lord, it's just you. It's who you are. So, God, we thank you for all you've done this morning, Lord God. We declare over Sharon right now protection We declare no weapon formed against her will prosper in Jesus' name. And Lord, we pray you would prosper her ministry. Lord, send her forth, Lord, apostolically. Lord, Steve gave a word that apostolic things were going to start happening more and more. So Lord, send Sharon out with your word of healing, God, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So come forward for healing for anything, particularly the right broken thumb.